Hello everybody and welcome to the Brokenness to Faith podcast. My name is Noah Tebow and I'll be your host for today. Um, real quick, a few points of business before I hop into it. Um, if you're on Instagram, you can follow us at brokenness underscore two underscore faith. Um, if you don't have an Instagram and you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at brokenness to faith at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Any comments, concerns, complaints, questions, uh, just want to check in. Whatever the case is, we would love to hear it um, because we want to we want to hear from you guys. We want to make sure that we're making the best podcast possible. Um, and your suggestions, your suggestions really help with that. So um, yeah, so that's that. You can get in touch with us on either of those two ways. Um, Thank you for joining me, and let's get into it. So, for today's episode, um, usually when I start coming up with a topic of what I want to talk about, one of the first things I usually do is ask myself, what do I need to hear this particular week or whatever? Um, that's usually my first go-to is because not only do I want to make something for everybody listening, but also, you know, this is something for me as well. You know, this is a chance for me to address an issue that I'm having or something that I've been thinking about, as well as making something for you to listen to and enjoy and take something out of as well. Um, so I began to think, okay, what do I need to hear this week? What, what is pressing on me that I need to address? And for me, it was pretty obvious. Uh, a few, few things to, of introduction. Um, one of my goals for this year is to try and be more open. If you know me more personally, then maybe you've already, you know, learned something or, or found something out about me you didn't know before, but I'm trying to be more open. I'm trying to be more, um, honest with myself and with other people and just be open about what I'm dealing with, what I'm struggling with, things that I'm doing in my own time good, bad, in between, whatever it is. I'm just trying to be more open, more honest, and more genuine, and, and less closed off. Um, so I want to say that because I'm going to get a little personal in this episode. Um, but the other thing of introduction is that this past week, as of recording this episode, has been very, very tough for me. Uh, it's been a very, very rough week. Um, I'm through it now, but... I mean, the, this whole past year has kind of been a, a bit of a valley, if you will. Um, but this past week has been like the lowest of an already low year, <laughs> uh, basically. And, the you know, I'll spare details. It's just been very draining physically. I've been taking midterms and, you know, had a lot of assignments due. Haven't been sleeping well, been very tired, uh, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. It's just been a tough and draining week. And I'm glad I gotten through it. I'm, I'm glad I'm on the other side of it. But that's kind of what I was thinking about when I sat down to put together this episode was, you know, this has just been a very tough week and a very discouraging week on top of an already very bad year and a very discouraging year already. Uh... And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today is discouragement, uh, depression, um, 
whatever word you want to use for feeling tired, feeling at the end of your rope, the end of your wits, not knowing what to do next, whatever term you choose to put in there is fine. You use whatever you want to use. But this is a an issue that I don't care if you're 99 years old, if you're 10 years old, if you have been a Christian your entire life, you just heard the gospel yesterday. I don't really care what position you're in. You've either gone through this or there's a chance you will go through this, or odds are you know somebody who is dealing with this. So I don't care what situation you're in, this probably applies to you in some way or another. Um, and, and so I want to talk about this, the uh, discouragement, depression, tiredness, whatever phrase you want to use. And I don't use that term depression lightly. Um, there is a difference between discouragement and clinical depression. I understand that. Uh, but in, in this case, I'm using it as kind of a catch-all for, you know, whether it's a moment of, of depression, you know, that maybe lasts a week or a day or a month where you experience those physical symptoms of, of tiredness and fatigue along with the mental side of it, or if it's a, a, a year-long thing, something that you deal with for a long time in a grander scheme of things, you know, whatever applies to you, that's fine. But, you know, I kind of use that interchangeably with, with discouragement and whatnot, and I'll do that throughout the rest of the episode. So I wanted to talk about this topic and how to get through it. <laughs> you know, this is something that I have been dealing with for the, a while now. Like I said, the, the past week has really just been tough, and I need this as much as some people listening might need this. Um, so with that, uh, let's get into it. Um, the first thing I want to do is I just want to briefly run through some stories from the Bible here. Um, of some famous characters within the Bible who have dealt with some intense, intense discouragement and depression in their own uh, situations, kind of to show, one, that, again, this could happen to anybody in any situation, but just to kind of make this a little bit more real, maybe to some of us who aren't dealing with this or who haven't dealt with these types of situations. Um, Elijah, in Kings 19.4, he says, I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am not better than my ancestors. And so that's First Kings chapter 19, verse 4. Uh, in Job, obviously Job went through some intense stuff. Uh, in Job chapter 2, verse 9, his own wife says to him, Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. Later on in chapter 3, verse 11, Job says, Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? Uh, chapter 3, verse 26, I have no peace, no quietness, I have no rest, but only turmoil. Again, in Job chapter 10, verse 1, I loathe my very life, therefore I will give free rein to my complaint and speak out in the bitterness of my soul. Uh, intense, intense pain and discouragement that we see here. Again, uh, Moses, uh, Exodus thirty-two, thirty-two. But now please forgive their sin, but if not, then blot me out of the book you have written. Uh, Jeremiah, in chapter 20, verse 14 and 18, uh, Cursed be the day I was born. Why did I ever come out of the womb to see trouble and sorrow and to end my days in shame? I mean, this stuff happened in the Bible, and it happens in our lives. You know, this is intense stuff. And, you know, 
it is real and it does happen. And on a side note, I'll, I'll come back in a minute, but just in, in a side note, um, I was thinking about maybe one day doing an episode on labels within the church, and I might still do that, I might not. Um, but real quick, I just want to say that in a more serious sense, if you are dealing with the extreme discouragement and, and symptoms of depression and things like that, don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to speak up to people in the church and people around you. Um, I understand that, you know, mental illness is a very, it's still a very taboo thing, and it's still not something that we want to talk about or want to say or want to bring up for fear of how people might treat us or how people might react or how that might make us look or what we might have to do. I get that, you know, I can say that I've been in that position. And again, as I said earlier, I'm trying to be more open. So, you know, I know how that feels. I've been in that boat where you don't want to say anything because, you know, people might look at you a different way. You know, maybe it's not even a bad way. Maybe, you know, some people might be afraid to say certain things around you because they know that you're having this mental health problem. Or they they might feel like they have to treat you like an egg, you know, and and be super careful around you for fear of making the situation worse. I get that. And again, I I might do an episode on this at some point in the future, talking more about labels in the church and why we need to start moving away from that. And there is a label to mental health. So I just, on a side note, don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. Maybe start small, go to your pastor or a, a very close person you can confide in, you know, significant other or friend. And then maybe go bigger from there. You know, it's important and it's something that we need to do. Um, But anyways, getting back to the point, though, you might not be in a situation where you're like, you know, I'm not dealing with any severe depression in a major sense, but I am in a very depressing situation. That makes sense. Uh, Maybe it's a health-related issue. You or somebody you're close to is dealing with a severe health problem. And it's discouraging. You know, it's not a fun situation to be in, and it can be very taxing and very draining on you. Maybe it's a financial situation. Maybe you're close to losing your home, or you're not really sure what you're going to do for work or whatever, you know. It could be any number of situations that might not be depression from a clinical standpoint, but are still causing that extreme discouragement and weighing on our spirits and on our hearts and on our physical bodies and just draining us. And so switching gears a little bit, enough with the, uh, the dark side of things here, what, what do we do with this? What's the upside to this? Why, why am I talking about this? You know, I don't want to just make us feel bad or, or you know, make us start you know, becoming introspective and, and figuring out if that's us or not. You know, I mean, you'll know if what I just said applied to you or not. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to look too hard to figure out if you're in a bad situation right now or not. But what, what do we do? What, what comes out of this? I want to look at uh, Psalms 34, 18. If you've been a fan of our channel from the earlier episodes, you know that this is our scripture for the podcast, Brokenness to Faith. This is where we got that name from, is the scripture, Psalms 34, 18. We used to read it at the start of every episode, and that kind of tailed off. Send an email if you want us to bring it back. <laughs> I'll read it again. It says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and saves those who are crushed in spirit. 
And man, is that true. He is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. You see, brokenness to faith isn't just coming from a place of unbelief to one of belief, but it's also coming from a place of physical, spiritual, emotional, mental brokenness to a place of renewal and oneness and wholeness and peace and and all of that that can be defined in that word faith. Like I said, th- this is so, so incredibly true. As I mentioned past week, it's been rough, but Tuesday night, uh, a few days prior to me recording this episode, we, at my college here, we they have like a, a worship night on campus. Um, they do worship, they'll have a speaker, and it's really good. I try to go as much as I can. This past week, this, this past Tuesday, I went, and it was a normal service, but it really hit me hard, that service. It was wasn't any like anything specific that went on or was said. It just was, you know, with everything I'd been going through, it was exactly what I needed. You know, a moment to just release what I was dealing with and give it up to God. It was good. Uh, a little bit of background. Prior to that night of prayer, I had kind of been putting God on hold, if you will. I <laughs> uh, hadn't really been praying or, or doing my due diligence spiritually up to that point, which is probably part of the reason why it was such a bad week. Um, but anyway, so it was just a, a good moment, and I kind of felt in that night of worship and prior to it, I felt a little bit ignored by God as well, if you will. It might not be the best turn to put it, but it, I guess that's true. I felt ignored by God. And yes, I was ignoring Him, but part of me also felt like, hey God, you, you know, can you help me out here? And in that moment, I was just like, you know what? I don't know what you're doing, God. I don't know where you are. I don't know. And, and frankly, it doesn't really matter. But I'm going to worship you, praise you. And, you know, I'm still here. I'm still alive. And it is what it is, right? You know, last time I did an episode, I talked about perspective. And I tried in that moment to have the right perspective. Anyways, so I, I left early. The last song of the set was kind of an upbeat you know, fun song, if you will, just to kind of end the service. And so I left early. I didn't really care to stay for that. Snuck out. And as I normally do, I put my headphones in, started listening to some music, you know, was still kind of heavy-hearted thinking about what I'd prayed and how I felt and, you know, just kind of in my thoughts. And I got maybe 30, 40 feet away from the gym where the worship was being held and I feel a tap on my shoulder. And I assume it's somebody I know coming to the gym because they do a second service after that one. And I look, and it's these two girls that I never met before. So I take out my headphones and it's like, can I help you, whatever? And they say, hey, you know, sorry to bug you, uh, but my friend here, one of the girls' pointer friends, said that... Uh, we were in the service and we saw you walk out and she just felt on her heart to come out and pray for you. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like of all the people, they happen to see some random guy walk out early and they feel like come out and pray for him. And so I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was, I was so blown away in the moment. I was like, uh, sure. Like I obviously have been going through some stuff and I was like, of course, I, I mean, 
I, I was just so surprised. I was like, I'll take the prayer. And so they're like, well, what can we pray for you for? And I was like, honestly, just the short version of it, I'm in a valley, and I don't really know how to get out of it. I don't really know what's next. And that, yeah, that's it. And so they prayed for me, and, you know, I said thank you, and that was that. I just remember walking away thinking, like, you got to be kidding me, God. <laughs> like, that was my thought was, you got to be kidding me. It was just one of those moments where God just hits you like a truck in a good way, you know. He just comes at you, slaps you across the face and says, hey, I am hearing you. I, I know what you're going through. How the, the, the answer might look like, look like from there, I don't know. I don't know what's next. I don't know how God's going to get me out of this situation, if at all. I don't know what's next. But in that moment, basically, God was like, hey, I'm still here. I know what you're going through. You're not alone in this, and I'm going to get you through it. <laughs> and it was, it was just an amazing moment of, I guess, for lack of a better term, closeness with God. As Psalms 34, 18 says, he's close to the brokenhearted. And I just, that's what I felt. I felt close to God in that moment. Even though I wasn't the one praying, I wasn't the one doing anything. It was all these, these two girls who did everything. It's just in that moment, I felt close. And it might not look like that for you. It might come in different ways. It might uh, feel different. It might be different for each person, each situation. In terms of what to do, <laughs> I honestly don't know what I did right in that moment. You know, maybe it was the act of just giving it up to God and saying, I don't know how you're going to fix this, if at all, but I'm just going to worship you, going back to that perspective thing. I don't know what specifically it was, but I can tell you that he did come through in that moment, and he did answer my prayers in that moment. If you're in a situation, whether it's a long-term depression and a long-term discouragement, or maybe it's a momentary thing, and a specific situation that is causing you the the heartache, God is still there. He still cares. He's still close to you. Regardless of the situation, regardless of what you're going through, where you're at, where you've been, there is hope. There is a light on the other side, and it's simple as Jesus Christ. And again, I, I can't tell you specifics. It might be different for every person, but the bottom line, the gist of it is keep our focus on God. Keep our focus on the one who can actually do something about the situation. There might still be something you need to do. If you're struggling with financial issues, let's say, you still might have to go and look for a job or, you know, do some stuff on your end. But it's important that we never lose sight of the one who can actually fix the situations, the one who's actually close to us, the one who's actually there with us in those pits and in those valleys, walking us through. The moment we lose sight of that, well then, there's not a whole lot of hope. <laughs> and so, now I, I want to briefly turn my focus to those who are not in these valleys, um, those who are not dealing with these hardships. And, and there's two things I want to say to you if you're in that situation. First and foremost is, there's a good chance that you might be in that situation at some point. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, how rich you are, how healthy you are, there's a chance that you could be in this, in this valley at some point, whether it's for a week, for a month, or it's 
full-on clinical depression for years and years, you could be in this boat. And it's important that now, while you are happy, if you will, if you're in a state of peace now, that you start building that strength. Start building the faith that you need now. Start building the relationships with other people and the support systems now so that when your world starts to crumble around you, it's easier to keep it together. Now, obviously, there's no perfect solution because, as I mentioned multiple names earlier, Elijah, Jeremiah, Job, Jonah, all pillars of the faith, all great men who had done great things prior to their moments of discouragement and depression. They weren't average people went into the valley, and then became the prophets and the, the great men of God they were. A lot of them were men of God prior to it, and then they fell. Then they had these dark moments. And so no amount of preparation or closeness to God will make you impervious to these valleys, but they can better prepare us. Again, this is very similar to what I talked about well, a month ago now about perspective and you know preparing ourselves for those moments by having the right perspectives now. It's this similar idea. If we can start building physical supports, you know, support systems, people around us that care about us, who can help us through those dark times, you know, start building a church family, you know, people within the church that you can go to and confide in and, and have them pray for you, you know, start building the proper spiritual life, you know, praying and seeking God daily, worshiping. When those valleys come and they hit you, yes, the world might fall apart around you. Yes, you might get to a point where you say, you know what, God, just take my life. Or, you know what, God, I just, I wish I'd never been born at all. You might get to that point, but if you have those systems around you, if you have those support systems and you have those, that spiritual strength that you've been working on, it'll be easier to get out. Still hard, but easier. (laughs) And the second thing is, if you're one of those people who are not in that valley now, there's a good chance that you probably know somebody who is. You know, I guarantee you, if you're not depressed, you probably know somebody who is. And I would be happy to bet money on that. Not that I'm a betting man. (laughs) But I would bet money that you know somebody who is dealing with depression if you are not yourself. Or who is in a very low, dark valley, if not depressed. Or in a discouraged state right now. And they might not have the, the strength to say something about it for fear of of ridicule, for fear of labels, for fear of burdening people, for any number of reasons. You know, they might not be able to say anything. They might not want to say anything. They might be stubborn. They might not know what to do. I don't know. There's hundreds of reasons why people don't want to say they're dealing with this stuff. So A, first of all, you have to be close to people. You know, if they're not willing to come to you and say something, then one can only hope that you're close enough to realize something is wrong. And this is why it's important to build friendships with people, to grow close to people, to be doing everything you can to be establishing a connection with people. One thing the pastor at my new church says all the time, this is like the church motto, is circles are always better than rows. And basically their big thing is community groups and and Bible study groups because they believe that true growth and true family comes from sitting in a circle talking to each other rather than sitting in rows listening to a sermon. Although that's important, and as great as that is, they put the emphasis for spiritual growth on 
the smaller groups, the Bible studies, things like that, because it's more intimate. It gives you a chance to know people and check in with people and see how they're doing. And if they seem off, you would know. You know, somebody can walk into a service, sit down and leave and be the most depressed person in the room and nobody would notice. But if they show up to a a, a Bible study or some kind of a, a group, you might be able to tell if something's wrong or maybe they don't show up at all and you can check in on them. You would know that they're not there, whereas you might miss them in a service and not know if they were there or not there. It's important that we're building those connections, not only for yourself if something ever happens, but so that you can be a strength and an encouragement to somebody who might be in that situation. Much like Job, Job had friends who were bad, but he had some friends who encouraged him. He had friends who came later on and said, hey, you know, We'll mourn with you, we'll help you, we'll encourage you, we'll keep you going, whatever. And you might need that, and you might need to be that for somebody else. It, it might look different for every person in every situation. Some people might just want somebody who will listen. Some people might want somebody who can encourage them. They might want somebody who can help them do certain things. It could look any number of ways. But you can't do that if you're not, A, strong in your own faith and and at a good place with your own spiritual walk. But it's hard to do that if you're not building those relationships and, and you know making yourself available to help somebody if they need the help. And so that's basically the, the gist of it. If you're one of the people who don't consider themselves in a valley right now, don't consider yourself in a discouraged state right now, I mean, that's great. You know, Praise God that things are, are, are going good. But start preparing yourself now for the potential that something bad could happen and start preparing yourself now for the potential that you might need to be a support for somebody else. And second of all, if you're one of those people who are in a valley, who are discouraged, who are dealing with some deep-rooted sadness or issues, whatever it is, you know, external circumstances, internal if you're one of those people, the, the basic point of this entire episode that I'm trying to get at is keep your focus on God. Don't allow yourself to cut those ties with God under any circumstance. It, it might not bring relief right away. It might look different. It might take time. But the most important thing is that we do not cut that tie because... It might not seem like God is close. It might not seem like he's listening. It might not seem like he cares, but he does. He does care. He is listening. He is close. You know, I can, as I shared my story, I can tell you from personal experience that he is close. And the most important thing is to not lose that hope. Because the moment that hope is gone, the moment that trust is gone, that faith is gone, I mean, you got nothing left. And it's only a matter of time before either that discouragement and that depression eats you alive, or maybe you can get out of it, but it's going to be a lot harder and a lot longer, and it's going to take a lot more. And so, you know, I I wish I could give you more practical steps. You know, I always try to make anything I I say on this podcast practical. But again, the, the truth of the matter is it's different for every person. It's different for every situation. If you'd like, you can send us an email about your situation, and I'll be happy to try and give you some personalized insight 
Um, but honestly, best case scenarios go to your pastor or, or, you know, somebody that you would consider a mentor and say, Hey, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm going through. Can you give me some practical steps to get out of this? Because I, there's no one size fits all for these types of situations. Each of the characters I mentioned had different ways of getting through what they were going through. Job had to have a long conversation with God before he finally was restored. Elijah, if I remember correctly, had to sleep it off and eat some food. It's different for every person. Maybe you're like Elijah. Maybe you just need to get some extra sleep, eat a few extra meals, and you'll be better. You know, maybe you need to, to I don't know, go through some crazy changes. Whatever the case is, it's different for every person. But the one thing that's true for everybody in any situation is hold on to Jesus Christ. Don't let go of the one thing that can actually, you know, make a difference. <laughs> Don't let that go. And right now, for me personally, I would say I'm in a situation where God's basically like, hey, don't give up just yet. You know, I, I'm still here and that's it. But that's all I need. All I need is to know that he's still here and that he's still listening. He's still close. He still cares. He's still God. The details will figure out you know, the answer will come. Things will get better one way or another. How long it'll take, I don't know. When it'll happen, I don't know. How, I don't know. But none of that matters. And it's not easy to, you know, let go of the worries and the fears and the things like that. For me, I've just been dealing with this for so long that I've finally gotten to that point, <laughs> to be honest. It, it does take time. But, you know, it's never too early to start giving it up to God. And, and giving it up and, and just seeking him in, in every way, making him your priority or your perspective. And eventually, either you'll start to see some improvement or you'll start to get a place where you can start letting go of those worries and those fears, even if nothing gets better. And so the last closing thought I want to say, because I, again, I... I feel like without giving you anything practical, I feel like I got to say a little bit more to make it worthwhile. Bottom line is just stay encouraged. You know, I hope this this episode will encourage you. If you're in those situations, it will encourage you to prepare yourself if you're not in that situation because it sucks. It's tough. Life sucks. It has its moments where it's hard. You know, obviously most of us probably know that. You know, as Psalms uh, thirty-four eighteen says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. You know, that's the message of our podcast. That's the message of this episode. And that's the truth of, of life. <laughs> you know, if you're brokenhearted, if you're crushed in spirit, the Lord is close. You might not feel it. You might not know it. But he's close. And if you just keep giving it up to him, keep praying, keep seeking, you know, if you don't give up on him, he won't give up on you. Even if you do give up on him, he might not give up on you, you know? <laughs> That's just how much he cares about us. And I hope that encourages you. And and if you're in that valley, if you're in that low place, I feel for you. I'm there with you. And, you know, there is a hope. There is something on the other end. There is a way out. And if you stick to it, you'll find it. So that's all I got for you guys today. Hopefully... Uh, this was encouraging. Hopefully you got something out of this. Again, please send us an email if you have any 
any uh, suggestions for things we can improve, any ideas for something you would like us to talk about, um, any complaints, if you just want to check in. Uh, we really love hearing from you guys, and, and we do appreciate your feedback because we want to make this podcast the best we can for you guys. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, stay encouraged. Keep fighting. And I'll catch you guys in the next one.